Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heartbeat of America. Thank you so much for listening. Let's jump right into it with Knoxville Night One. Woo-hoo! What a night. What a show. What a fun time. Oh, my gosh. So the uh, tapes haven't been released yet, or the recordings on nugs.net. So I haven't had the chance to go back and do a second listen and take detailed notes. So this is going to be largely from memory and from uh, some of my Twitter comments as well. But some shows are beyond words, uh, and I feel like this is probably one of those. Um, The energy, the playing, the set list, uh, the balance of songs, the balance of emotion, the flow of the show, uh, on every one of those points, A+. They were clearly very excited to be um, back home, if you will, in Tennessee. And Billy talked a little bit about that. Um, and they just tore that place up, I'll tell you. Um, I think it was, well, let's just get into the set list. They opened up with um, Old Train and then into Turmoil and Tinfoil. And a lot of folks remarked, as I did at the time, that, you know, wow, it's an early uh, Turmoil with you know, it being only the second song. And as that jam started to stretch out, you got a sense that this was maybe going to be a, a night out of the ordinary. I think I had commented um, on Twitter that uh, Billy Failing was throwing some serious twisted heat uh, on that first uh, Turmoil and Tinfoil banjo solo before handing it off to Jared. And he was. This was a um, strong version uh, I felt like it was somewhat stretched out. Um, absolutely solid performance uh, from all band members. And you can, like I said, kind of tell from the outset that um, they were ready to go full throttle this night. And they certainly did that. Next up was uh, Know It All into the Gold Rush. Uh, know It All, obviously, the uh, first song from Renewal. Uh, great song, great version as well. Everybody's real familiar with it, kept everybody moving. And after that turmoil and tinfoil, you almost needed a little bit of a break, take a little bit of a breather. Uh, it was just that intense and and that well-received too. And I got to say, the crowd just seemed to be soaking up every minute of the show uh, last night in Knoxville. Um, fully engaged uh, and, and fully on board. And I think uh, aware that what they were seeing and witnessing was pretty special. Obviously, you know, these shows are pretty special anyway, but it seemed like the way that they approached uh, last night in Knoxville, the first night in Knoxville, was uh, especially um, strong and creative and innovative and and real special. Uh, Next up was Love and Regret. The, uh, I think the first Love and Regret after uh, Dust and Regret from, I guess it was last weekend or maybe earlier in the week. Uh, so that was kind of fun to see that returning in its more standard form. Uh, next up was Hellbender, um, another renewal song. Great song, you know, kind of classic lyrics, that's for sure. Uh, certainly a song that I enjoy. Uh, and then next up was uh, Down in the Hollow. And then, uh, and that was kind of cool. Billy you know, asks, anybody likes leftover salmon in the crowd? And, uh, you know, really getting people engaged. <laughs> Excuse me. After that was John Deere Tractor. Great, great song. Great melody. Uh, just really uh, well done. I just like the flow of that song. And uh, I like everything that they brought to it. Uh, next up, 
And I was thinking maybe this is where they were going to end the set was Highway Hypnosis. Uh, as I wrote on Twitter, just A+. Plus. You know, I don't have a minute-by-minute minute breakdown because I really only do those after listening the second time. But uh, they certainly seem to go very deep on the jam. Uh, everybody was uh, contributing you know, everybody had really strong runs and solos. Uh, it had a, a super psychedelic feel to it. Um, and it was definitely an A-plus version. I think you can hold this up against uh, any version of Highway Hypnosis, and it would probably be top 10 easily. Uh, top 5, I don't know. We'd have to have more discussion and research. But I do think that uh, it was definitely one for the books one that a lot of people connected with and really enjoyed. Um, and again, I didn't, maybe I wasn't keeping track of the time as well. I thought that may be the end of the set. Then they continued on with uh, Likes of Me, which is another song that I absolutely love. Uh, great, great song. Um, and then uh, Meet Me at the Creek. Likes of Me led right into uh, Meet Me at the Creek. Uh, certainly very welcome song, the second most played Billy Strings song, uh, and one here that was a very strong version. Uh, had everybody moving and dancing and singing, uh, and I know I I know a lot of people relate to the song on all kinds of different levels. I certainly do too. We have a river right by my house that we go boating and fishing on in spring, summer, and fall, and it really uh, you know we let that muddy water take our pain away uh, a couple times a week usually. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And uh, so that was the end of set one, an extremely strong set. I think everybody was satisfied and content uh, and was especially psyched for what was going to be upcoming in set two. And I even said um, to somebody on Twitter, because I said it to my wife during set one, uh, during that meet me at the creek, like, is this still set one? kind of felt like we were kind of going so deep into a jam that this was more like set two material um, but it was indeed set one and that made me at the creek uh, closed out the the first set and uh, took us into the set break set break that everybody needed uh for sure restroom break uh refreshments etc we came back uh out with a uh, hollow heart great song as well uh, from home, uh, if I recall correctly, from the record home. And um, then you had uh, In the Morning Light, uh, a renewal song, a uh, love song a lot of people connected with. Um, and again, these were not in any way substandard versions, but then things started to get really interesting, uh, I thought, uh, with All Time Low. And it was really wild how um, widespread panic was also playing this same exact song uh, they'd started a minute or two before so they were a little further into it but um, and, and it is a widespread panic song Billy it's a Billy covers it um, but they were about a minute and a half off and you could see online when widespread posted that they were playing um, all-time low there's somebody who uh, tracks the Billy Strings set list and uh, he had posted that Billy played uh, all time that Billy had started all time low as well that's um, Johnny Karate uh, so check him out if you're looking for each night's uh, Billy Strings set list um, so it was really interesting to see all widespread start playing all time low then about a minute and a half later 
uh, see Billy Strings playing the exact same song. So for a few minutes, uh, both bands were playing the same song last night, and that's um, pretty cool, pretty interesting energy, pretty neat connection, uh, I think. Next up was uh, Fireline, and I, I gotta tell you, I think the jam in Fireline had to be one of the uh, jams of the night for sure. It certainly was for me. Uh, super enjoyable. I mean, a great song anyway. Uh, they definitely took a deep, a lot of intensity, a lot of uh, heat, no pun intended, but a lot of heat in this jam. They were just bringing so much emphasis uh, to this uh, portion of the second set that uh, it was truly, truly impressive and definitely something um, that I'm looking forward to listening to. I know a lot of folks uh, are as well, um, but that fire line was not one uh, to be missed in any way. Um, and I noted that on Twitter as well with just simply saying a uh, good Lord, that fire line jam, because that it really was that strong. Uh, then you had uh, running uh, another great song um, from home. If I'm recalling correctly from the album home, uh, then a little bit of a moment to catch our breath and slow down for Show Me the Door. Uh, great song from Renewal. A little bit of a sing-along song, I think. Uh, just a great tune. Uh, next up, you had uh, some very special moments of the show. I think this, these next four or five songs took the show from you know an A to an A plus, or from you know epic to amazing. Uh, you know, it was truly, um, a strong performance of Ralph's banjo special. That's the song that came after show me the door. Uh, that is a, uh, Stanley brothers, uh, cover song. Um, it played only six times, uh, and not played at all in 2021. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Definitely a bust out there. Great instrumental. And so far the second set hadn't had. Uh, well, in fact, I don't think it had it did have one instrumental running the route uh, snuck in there between uh, Fireline and running actually. Um, but Ralph's banjo special definitely more of a rarity, uh, big time bust out, uh, and that led uh, just into an amazing transition uh, into a second set. How mountain girls can love, and I don't know how often this song appears in the second set, although I don't think it's too frequently. This is more of a first set song. I think in a lot of cases, of course, I could be proved wrong about that, but the transition from Ralph's banjo special into how mountain girls can love was absolutely on on point. And as it was happening, um, or as it happened, several people commented on Twitter, um, like, oh my God, or, you know, did you hear that? Or what an amazing, smooth, excellent, perfectly orchestrated transition, because it definitely was. So that's going to be something to listen to as well, is that Ralph's banjo special uh, into How Mountain Girls Can Love. And How Mountain Girls Can Love is already a great song anyway, and it was a fantastic rendition. Um, but the way they played one song into the other, uh, one of the things that made this show really, really uh, special. Uh, next up was Brown's Fairy Blues, um, another uh, cover song um, originally written by um, the Delmore Brothers, I guess it would be. A uh, bit of a bust out here as well. Only performed uh, 17 times total uh, with a nod, uh, I believe, to Tennessee. So a lot of folks were loving that. Uh, it did appear six times in 2021, um, but overall, since its debut in 2017, it's only been played 17 times. So you definitely had a bit of a bust out there. Uh, no question about that. 
sorry about that. Then uh, following that, you had, at least for me, again, one of the highlights of the night, not from a jam perspective, because it was an acapella version, but um, the song, And Am I Born to Die, was delivered with such power and such kind of heart-wrenching authenticity and such realism. Uh, and it's a song about death and the potential for the afterlife and you know, where we where we spend our time, where our souls go after it all ends and what's in store for us. Oddly enough, I was at a funeral yesterday morning. So the song really struck home for me. And I think for a lot of people with um, recently passed loved ones or past loved ones at all, it was just incredibly powerful. It was Billy Strings singing solo a cappella. And it just made it so much more powerful and impactful. Um, you know, I was a little misty-eyed. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, it, it was that moving and that powerful, uh, and it was that special of a show that that was happening at the time, and it was just fantastic. Um, so definitely something to check out there. Uh, and I do think that that run of Ralph's banjo special into How Mountain Girls Can Love, Brown's Fairy Blues, and then. Uh, am I Born to Die were the highlight for me and again kind of took this show from an excellent show to an epic show no question um, of course the fun wasn't done there uh, they brought out Away from the Mire uh, after that after uh, and Am I Born to Die which everybody loved um, very welcome you know kind of a message life affirming message uh after a song you know about the end of life so really really good balance there and then uh long forgotten dream a song i mentioned the other day that i really love and enjoy especially when they kind of come back into the lyrics after the jam part um and talk about how we can turn this whole thing around and turn it into a song i just love that i think it's so cool and i love the the chord progression the way they come back into that theme that closed out the second set and closed out um again the second set wasn't the end of the show they came back for an encore of tennessee which did close out the show and um left everybody wild applause you know glowing uh, i think both sets were over 72 or like 74 minutes each this week we've had a lot of 60 62 64 minute sets these were 72 74 minute sets so they were going deeper uh, they clearly didn't have the time constraints. They were certainly in a good mood. The audience was locked in and engaged. And it was a really, really special show, uh, Knoxville Night One. I know I can't wait till the recordings come out. The official recordings come out on nugs.net. Uh, I know there's a lot of other fans looking forward to it as well. But so many highlights. You know, I know I didn't mention every single point or maybe everybody's personal highlight in the show. Uh, there was not one minute of this show that was you know you felt was uh, they were slouching or it was moving slow or it was off kilter they were on point on track the absolute entire time great balance of songs amazing energy and just some true real depth and heartfelt emotions and authenticity which is why um, i think part of the reason why we all enjoy it so much so that's going to be it for this uh, kind of quickie version of Heartbeat of America. I want to thank you so much for listening and for checking it out. Uh, if you did enjoy it, I do ask you just to share it uh, on your social media account or with other fans who may enjoy it as well. Uh, stay tuned for a night two in Knoxville. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, folks.